Into the rewatch, into the rewatch, not on broadcast. Into the rewatch, into the rewatch, it's a podcast now. It's a show that's worth another go. Stop us if we start to ramble. Listen as we watch, into the rewatch, join us, Art and Daniel. We love to see our hot dad down on his Hello and welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. As always, I am two-thirds of your host, Daniel, and spoilers, but Bingo was a person the whole time. And joining me is that other third, Art. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm the She-Wolf of Wall Street. Ow! Sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get into this episode, which was very good in my opinion, uh... We should do a quick actor spotlight on uh, the person who plays Uncle Frank, because it looks like Frank's going to be sticking around for a little bit. And uh, Uncle Frank is played by Ryan Robbins, who, uh, full, or non-actor name, uh, being Ryan John Courier, born in 1972, is a Canadian actor who was born in Victoria, British Columbia. Let's see. He is known for his roles as La- uh, Ladon Radim in Stargate Atlantis, Henry Foss on Sanctuary, and is the only actor to have played two different characters, not counting different incarnations of uh, Cylon models as different characters, in the reimagined Battlestar Galactica. Having originally starred in the 2003 Battlestar Galactica miniseries, with heavy makeup and prosthetics to age him, as Colonel Officer assigned to the Armistice Station, followed by a recurring role as Charlie Connor in the third and fourth seasons of Battlestar Galactica, 2004-2009 TV series. Robbins later played Diego in the 2010 Battlestar Galactica prequel, Caprica. I'm sure that was very exciting for anyone who likes Battlestar Galactica, but I don't think that's either of us. Yeah. Uh, he's also guest starred on the TV series J-Pod as Alistar Farish and as Wendell on the Canadian series The Guard. 2011, he played the role of John Gray in the film Apollo 18, and he starred as Rand in Reese. Uh, Brad Tonkin in seasons 3 and 4 of Continuum, and Trector in Falling Skies. In 2015, he had a recurring role on Arrow. Uh, let me, let me scroll down to his Arrow in this filmography. Oh, he was in Warcraft as well as Kauros. That's fun. Love a working actor. Uh, let me see, where's, where's Arrow on this list? Or, oh, this is movies. Oh, he was an alien in Predator Requiem, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, Supernatural, he was Travis Weaver for an episode. Uh, we gotta shout out all the CW family, of course. Oh, he was on Psych for an episode. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Do, 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 do. Arrow, he was Conklin. I don't know who that is, that's after my time on Arrow. Yeah, I I completely quit Arrow after I think three s- episodes of season two. I'm just like, no, I, this isn't my oh, show. Oh, you quit! Anymore. You quit even earlier than I did. I wasn't aware of that because usually you're so much deeper into these. Uh... Uh, so, like, okay, here's the thing. Uh, the first season was just like, okay, they're doing like Batman who kills, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second season, they kept on getting into Diggles. Uh, whole thing, and I'm just like, I don't like this character. I'm just gonna stop mm. watching. Interesting. Uh, like I watched the crossover episodes, like the Crisis mm-hmm. episode, and yeah. But but yeah, I no. I uh, I got all the way up to the 
episode before the season finale of season two, and I quit because I was so fed up with everything they were doing. <laughs> yeah, like for for the one show that was supposed to be the framing show for all the Arrowverse, mm-hmm. uh, it was the most boring for me. Yeah. Well, it's because it was the one that, like, had to be the most, like, gra- quote-unquote grounded and realistic, I think. And they're just not very good at doing that because they're kind of shitty at writing TV. Because, <laughs> um, like, a-, a lot of the shit I was, like, I didn't like in season two of Arrow, I feel like I would have let slide on The Flash because The Flash is just a sillier and more fantastical show. But Arrow's trying to be, like, very... Oh, what if a superhero but realistic? And then, like, they do really stupid shit. So then, I it's I don't like it. Yeah, no, like at least like Flash and the Legends and even Supergirl, they weren't afraid to just be silly. Like mm-hmm. the Arrow is just like I don't know, jerking off to how how serious it was. Like, yeah, uh, and I don't, yeah, whatever. Like, I will say though, uh, Stephen Amell. Did take some time to uh, learn passable Mandarin. Yeah, uh, Stephen Amell. I have no problem with Stephen Amell. It's just almost all the side characters I hate in that thing. Like, I find yeah. them so boring. Oh, also... Sorry, no, I'm thinking about The Flash. I'll get on that rant another time. Um, yeah, Arrow, <laughs> mediocre show. Anyway, it's over now, so no one cares. Um, well, all is, of them are over because of the Warner Brother. Oh, that's uh, right, that's right. The yeah, Warner yeah. Brother merger. Oh, got shut down. No, I thought I thought like one of them got through for another season. Oh no, Flash went through for another season. Okay. Flash is having one but more season, but they canceled everything right, else. They're wrapping it up on this last season. There, they just got that last one to wrap it up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and All right. yeah. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with any DC property because the fact that the fact that an Ant Man movie did better than Batman versus Superman means they probably <laughs> shouldn't have DC stuff yeah at all well, uh like the problem is the 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 new guy um who we'll see how long he lasts um but i guess he said in interviews and stuff that he wants to like mimic the mcu Don't. but his idea <laughs> but his idea of the mcu is marvel does movies and that's what people like so we should kill all the shows that we're doing or have lined up and just do movies Dude, Marvel, Marvel does good middling movies that people will continue to watch, and DC does, like, five out of ten pretty good shows, and then the rest are yeah. mediocre. Like, yeah. come on. Uh, it's always been that way. Uh, DC has almost never had really great movies, even when they were making a lot of them in the 90s and stuff. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, it's like... Uh, Burton's Batman trilogy, and that's sort of it. Yeah, May- maybe the first Superman movie people kind of like. Yeah, um, and that's really sort of it. Yeah, like just maybe don't do. Everyone always said the DC shows are some of the best, and like Marvel. Yeah, it's strange. It is strange how DC has so consistently um, churned out good animated programming. I would say I would say that they're doing pretty decent live action stuff on um uh, they're doing pretty decent uh, li- some pretty decent live action stuff too but it was on HBO yeah, they, Max so they caught up on the live action stuff in maybe the last 5 years but like traditionally like from the early 90s like their animated stuff's always been like fairly solid which I can't really say about Marvel stuff yeah, it's weird how that dichotomy happened yeah like 
Um, which is a little weird because you think it'd be up. Sorry. Now I just want to finish this thought and then we'll go right. into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like uh, in the comics, Marvel has always been better at like long form stuff. Mm-hmm, and which is mm-hmm. why I think the movies last, because, like, even if you don't like the movie, necessarily, like, there's generally enough there for people who are, like, kind of fans of mm-hmm. it. Um, like, I'm a fan, and I'm gonna be a little bit more um, forgiving, in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I can recognize why people, you know, are just like, eh, you know, whatever, about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, DC, in the comics has always been better at like runs like singular runs like stories mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's the opposite with yeah. their media that's so that's strange right, right? that's yeah. so weird like like dc like i will i'll even say now like i feel like with the disney plus shows while people mm-hmm. you know depending on if you're an incel or just a person who doesn't have nostalgia for the mcu again mm-hmm. uh, still like i feel like they're doing a little bit better with the shows now, at least it's like consistent. I want to say, um, mm. uh, depending on what side you're on, like I, I'm, I'm like you know, I, I'll watch them basically. Right. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, I don't know how you could fuck up bat a Batgirl movie. How the fuck do you fuck up a Batgirl movie? Well, the Batgirl movie was an unrelated thing. No, but but the thing is, they keep on fucking up, like, the most important characters in the world with Batman and Superman. Like, I don't know why, how they keep on doing it. Um, that being said... I, I, will say it, I will say it's strange that, like, they decided the way they were going to differentiate themselves from the MCU when they launched their, you know, Snyderverse was like... Oh, we're the edgy ones, alright? We aren't your dad superhero. We're cool, and we're gritty. And then they just never made a Nightwing, like, anything. You know, Nightwing, the guy who lives in Bloodhaven? That that wasn't edgy enough for you? The guy who's, like, third most common, uh, most common story beat is he gets sexually assaulted and then people just brush it off or his home gets nuked his home gets nuked at one point bloodhaven gets decimated by a fucking atomic bomb and they don't do a i don't know a show there or a movie there or i don't know i don't fucking know how they're gonna do i could probably pitch better dc movies that it's it, very strange. It's it's very strange that they can't seem to figure it out. Also, also, anyway, I have a feeling oh, that yeah. I have a feeling there. Kevin uh, Feige is gonna fucking fail within a year. Uh, so yeah, I but mean, but whatever. Uh, do we want to do the unveiling of the she wolf? Because this is a she wolf of Wall Street episode. Really, I would say it's an a plot. Is it a plot? It's pretty up there. You know what? Uh, Do- we've talked enough before starting the episode. To start the episode. The first time she says She-Wolf, I will let you reveal okay. the song you have been working on. <laughs> and by the way, this is real lazy, but I think I did a good job for about 30 minutes of work to see if all the terms work. I would not ask you to put in any more work than that. Yeah. So, this is Riverdale Season 5, Episode 13, Chapter 89, Reservo- Reservoir Dogs. I do not believe there's any actual references to that film in this episode. I don't think. Also, what war did they fucking fight in? They keep on doing World War II and World War I stuff. Yeah, no, this is straight up World War I. They are in a trench. No, this is World War I, but they did World War II earlier. Did they? Yeah. 
I mean, in, in previous episodes. I mean, did they though? Oh no! It, or was it? You no, know, it might have been World War One stuff. Uh, there's, there's some crossover. Sure, I'm, I'm sure they weren't very faithful to the historical accuracy, since this is already just sort of an uh, anachronistic whatever to get around using modern military equipment and saying he's in Afghanistan. <laughs> it turns out he's um, in. Turns out he right now he's uh, he's in Europe. Uh, World War Three so. happened. Um, yeah, it's Yeah, so crazy. We, we are starting off immediately with an Archie flashback of him in the quote-unquote war. We are in a letterboxed uh, aspect ratio, too. They filmed this like it's a, mo- a war movie. Um, but yeah, I guess they fully committed to the fact that uh, he was, even though it's 2027 and he left for the military in, you know, 2021 or whatever, we're, or 2020, we're just... Every shot of his military background is going to be them dressed vaguely like they're in World War One in a trench. Because uh, then they don't have to pay for anything. Um, but it's the day that... Uh, it was that botched mission that uh, had Archie sent to Riverdale where Eric uh, Jackson lost his leg in a bad call by the general. Um, but then Archie wakes up from it and hears a noise. He goes downstairs and uh, Eric's having a full PTSD... Uh, moment here and he's got his gun out and he thinks he's in the war and is about to shoot Archie in the face before Frank shows up and wrestles him down which is this is a lot of sauce to start the episode on uh meanwhile uh Tabitha had agreed to help uh Betty do her vigilante trucker hunt thing so now uh Tabitha's manning the uh CB radio uh as she tracks uh Betty on a map as Betty follows a trucker. How she picked out this trucker, they don't say. Also, this is, I do want to say, ahead, yeah. this whole plot point that they introduced late last episode does not last that long, and I am very proud. No. <laughs> um, oh, go ahead. No, because they single out this trucker, and, yeah. and uh, they're doing the very awkward you wanna fuck uh, right. thing, and it turns out this is an FBI agent and it's a stick. Yeah. The, the other thing about this, though, is that, like, she was... she In this fiction, she has woven. She is also a trucker. What What is this? Is it, like, isn't this just trucker-on-trucker relationships? That should be fine, right? Like, th- this... Like, maybe he doesn't think it's weird because he's also undercover, but, like, imagine you're just a trucker, right? And you're doing your trucker thing, you're driving on the long, lonely road at night, you pull over to take a piss, a truck behind you also pulls up, and another trucker comes out and is like, hey, you wanna fuck? In the woods? Like, what? What are you talking about? Go away, I'm scared. You know what? They would have been more successful if, uh, if Kevin was out there, because he could get any man to fuck him at night. <laughs> He's just a fucking machine when it comes yeah. to random men. Oh, Ke- Kevin's got that Sucktron five thousand. Oh man, I forgot that that plot point. <laughs> and then, and then, so I, I guess Betty has decided that this this truck stop killer guy would never just abduct a woman. He would only go after a sex worker. And so to make sure this guy isn't just a random trucker looking for sex, 
you know, consensual hookups, she's got to get him to pay her money first. And that's where it all breaks down. Well, okay. Because it turns out... Oh, go ahead. See, she's not a lot lizard right now. It's just trucker on trucker, just like right. relationships. And I get... It's... The, the whole thing's very confusing. Are there traveling... Is there traveling trucker whores? Like, just traveling trucker, uh, like, prostitutes. They're just like, they stop randomly, just like, yo, I have a long haul, but also I'll suck your dick for 50 bucks. No, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> insane, because trucks are extremely expensive. Yeah, like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Not, not a single moment of this makes sense. Um, from Betty, you can, and she's like parked right behind him. You can see the truck. Behind this truck, in this shot, she's her truck's parked five feet behind his truck. Um, and why why did she ask for money? Yeah, like oh wait, you know what? Sorry, sorry, I forgot. She's not just looking for the truck stop killer. She's also on this whole vendetta against Johns, which is fair enough. Oh, um, she's also Swerf. She's also a Swerf as well. We, we well, forgot about that. I I wouldn't say that uh, criminalizing Johns is a a Swerf thing to do. <sighs> there's there's two okay there's uh like and you have to you have to look up what I'm what I'm saying here because uh I have listened to some sex workers um mm-hmm. about this and it's they seem to be of two minds of it like at one point like they kind of need Johns in order to do their sex work mm-hmm. um and as long as they're safe and they can vet the Johns, it's fine. But other people are just like, no, let's just get rid of all the get rid of the Johns entirely and go through like some other system. Um, there seems to be of two different minds, but like there does need to be the customer in order for sex workers to have work because it's kind of the transactional nature of sex work. You kind of need people consuming their work in some way. Well, sex, I mean, sex work is also just straight up illegal in many states. And so you're still working outside the law. The point of criminalizing Johns is it should go in hand in hand with decriminalizing sex work. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, the first thing should be decrim. The- regardless, I don't think criminalizing Johns affects the supply chain, as it were, because the whole thing was already outside the law to begin with. Yeah. I, I guess I'm I guess I'm more talking about the uh like areas where it's a little bit more gray where like it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like gonna immediately gonna get you uh arrested but like it can depending on where well, you're at I I was gonna say if it's in a gray area where uh sex work is not being criminalized then uh it's fine to criminalize Johns well yeah well uh, there's like because there's places like uh there's places like Nevada and stuff where mm-hmm. it is legal, right. but you have to be in a specific area to do it. Mm-hmm. And that specific area is very cross prohibitive. And there's kind of like a legal pimp system depending uh, right. like there. And unless it's like sex worker owned, it's still, it's basically well, just, yeah, that, that is the problem with yeah. then legalizing. Yeah. Uh, that's why or, you need to decriminalize or, uh, it. Right. Decriminalize, not legalize. Yeah. Yep. Decriminalize, not legalize. But that being said, I don't understand what the fuck she's doing here. Cause it yeah, doesn't no, make This is sense. still confusing. Unless she's like, unless people have like a really like weird fantasy about fucking a female trucker that just like randomly 
Well, first of all, I don't I don't think maybe men on the long lonely road are especially picky. Yeah. Uh, but and she is trying to catch specifically John's, I guess. So I guess if he had been like, oh no, I don't want to pay for sex. I just thought we were gonna have consensual sex in the woods for free. She would have been like, my bad guy, you can get back on the road. But if he's like, yes, I will pay for the sex. She's she's gonna shoot him in the head or whatever. It is still a little confusing. Yeah, I I don't understand what like it'd be different if she was like pretending to be like a lot lizard, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I don't understand. But okay, the point is her plane was dumb and it got shut down within like ten. Anyway, minutes. it's literally the Spider Man meme. Um, the FBI has once again run a stunning operation on itself. Except for also, I guess Betty's not in the FBI anymore. I don't know when that happened. Um, uh, huh? I think last I episode. Thought- or episode before? Because I thought last we checked in, she had been pulled off the case and told to, like, do work in Riverdale. Um, yeah, I thought she was pulled off the case, but, like... Right, I thought she was still in the FBI, but apparently from here, uh, he's they're saying she's not in the FBI at all, uh, and she's just impersonating them with the badge she never turned in. <laughs> oh, right, she mentions the stabbing him. Maybe she got... Uh, fired after the whole my gay half-brother and uh, my former gay half-brother kidnapped a fed and I didn't do anything. Or I stabbed one of you, or whatever. Uh, Cheryl is walking through the woods just as Little Red Riding Hood because it's Cheryl. And uh, she spots Kevin cruising and he just fucking takes off. She just starts running. And I love that Cheryl is dressed up like she's like the sorcerer of a D&D yeah. party on watch. Yeah. She's just holding up a lantern and like a cloak, uh, like a crimson cloak. She also calls him Kevin of Finland, which is kind of an incredible reference. Th- that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Also, uh, Jake had just straight up wasn't in this episode. I wonder if... Uh, uh, what's his name, was maybe filming something. Uh, well, probably. Or or he has, like, a really big part next episode. I forget where he left off with him. Did he get, like, kidnapped or something? Uh, he was gonna hitchhike to New York and figure some stuff out, and it was highly implied that the truck stop killer picked him up. Uh, may- maybe, maybe they're gonna do, like, a big episode next episode, because, like, remember, mm-hmm. I think they did that with, uh, Jughead... Season three, I want to say. Mm, yeah, I think I remember some, one of the main cast, yeah, being out for an episode. It doesn't happen a lot in Riverdale. They usually try to make sure everyone gets at least yeah, something. It was the G and G episode where, like, he goes up to mm. uh, uh, where he goes up to that other town, and it was taken over by like mm-hmm, Hiram mm-hmm. and G and G. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to the Cinnamon Toast Crunch promo. Uh, here as Archie eats breakfast. Man, I I wish we had another Hiram meeting Doritos moment because like damn really Hiram Hiram could sell a chip. Yeah. Um so since one lodge rejected him, uh Reggie has just moved on to the next closest available lodge, and now he's working for Veronica, I guess. Yeah, I thought he was like still okay with Hiram. Well, he he is okay with Hiram, but Hiram said you're not working for me. Remember? Oh yeah, but like yeah, so I feel having like having been rejected by his but, new dad, I guess. Okay, but here's the thing, though, and I'm, I'm yeah. spoiling a little bit, but like he goes mm-hmm. to poach people from Hiram later, right. which sounds like he's 
doesn't like him? Well, you know, he might have had his feelings hurt when his new dad didn't accept him. But it and still feels like they out. left off on, like, okay terms, but, like, a little hurt. Right, and this is him throwing his little baby tantrum. Okay, maybe. It's like in uh, the second Twilight book when Bella has to keep putting herself in danger so Edward will save her. Uh, she was throwing a tantrum so that she could see him. Uh, sa- same sort of thing, I think. He- he's like, pay attention to me, Daddy. I'm here. I'm your son. Yeah. Though also, isn't he supposed to be running a car dealership <laughs> right now? Uh, I don't know. I think he's going to be making more uh, here soon. Though, I thought the whole point was also that, like, you help out your dad and then you also get to build a real relationship where he isn't abusive toward you. But, you know, what? it's fine. You know what? Maybe this is his night job. Who cares? Well, no, no, no. It's his day job because he has to be there. Oh, it is daylight. Never mind. No, because he has to be there between, like, 7 a.m. to, like, 4 p.m. During the stock exchange. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, fuck you. Both dads, I guess, is what Reggie said. I have a new mom now. Well, they're probably going to. Are they going to kiss? Wait, are they they doing a thing? Is is Archie still, like, kind of somewhat. Kissing Veronica. Oh, that's right. Uh, they took a break, I think, because Veronica couldn't get her marriage sorted out. But there's still still definitely feelings there. What, so what? if Reggie and Veronica were to kiss, that'd be pretty. Spicy. Oh, okay, okay. Here, here's what I want. Uh, you know what I'm about mm. to say, Polycule. Um, right. But I feel like of Reggie mm-hmm. figuring out he wasn't by needs to try it one more time because maybe the first time was like a little anxiety inducing. Mm. Right. Like maybe he needs <laughs> to do it with someone who's sure, like. Sure close like you know his fellow bulldog also he can be he can be the like the straight guy in the polycule you know yeah which like uh, normally i would say that was jughead but like i th- i think jughead is just like like a, a, a like no, jughead will suck a dick like no no he no like look look at that mustache like he can he can yeah Jug- jughead will suck a dick yeah jughead like but like yeah, he could be the straight guy. He could just be dating yeah. like the one the one girl that like Yeah, he can just he can be showing up for Veronica and he uh high fives and supports Archie and Jughead as they run train on each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we're on the same we yeah. could actually do a polycule now that isn't very explicit, so Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, so Veronica's been calling down um leads from her stock trading days to try to open up a new like brokerage firm um by getting their their money to invest uh and yeah that's the whole thing she needs to make a lot of money quickly to pay off chad's debt so she can divorce him and keep her shop or whatever oh wait this would have been after the time only fans like exploded in popularity what if they have an episode where one of them has to do sex work and they well, one of them wants to do sex work, I should say. Um, I guarantee you they won't, but they might make Kevin make a reference to OnlyFans at one point. They won't use OnlyFans. No, either, no, it'd probably make, like, be like, one. B- like what they have to do on like TikTok. It'd be like mostly pads or yeah, or all fans or something like that. Yeah, I I don't think it's because of like copyright or anything. I think these uh, Riverdale just loves a cheeky little off brand uh, when they can do it. And certainly OnlyFans is not paying for sponsorships. So. Wait, what? Okay, okay, get this. And I know mm-hmm. they're not going to do it, but they have a school OnlyFans basically to fit, like fund everything. So all their hot teachers do like 
oh, minorly sure. risque stuff. It, it's like it's like when they did the car wash back in whichever season that was. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, um, yo, do you want to almost see some titty? It's some D. It's a dick. Like we transition back to the school where, uh, because Kevin's the health teacher, he has maybe the most incredible prop I've seen on the show to date. Which is up here on the wall. He's got a poster of a smiling banana wearing a condom as a hat. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Cheryl's kind of confronting him about uh, how he's still cruising in the woods. Also, also, I just I know we have to mm-hmm. we we do this almost every episode, but Cheryl, fucking queen with her outfit, yeah. like it's just like this is a understated, a little bit more understated mm-hmm. than she normally does, but she has like thigh-high, like, red boots with, like, just a yep. nice little black, like, undershirt thing with, uh... It, it looks like a, maybe, like, a soft corset, almost, she's wearing. Yeah. With a, uh, with, like, a, with a blazer. A blazer. Yeah, blazer that goes down ropes. Like, there's a little bit of cleave yeah. there, yeah. but, like, like it's, it's just, like, she does a good job. Like, whoever is her costume designer nails it almost every time also i want to shout out this poster over here as well which looks like a stock photo hand with a marker uh writing out the word consent on a plain white background <laughs> pretty good um, is there a way to buy there has to be a way to buy these posters remember <laughs> remember the hammer hammer and sickle that just said socialism under it oh yeah that ruled <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, I need to jump back just 10 seconds. We're This is going to be a long episode, I feel like. But this the, is a good one, uh, though. You can tell it's a good board, one. It is written curiosity. I don't know what it says below that, because it's out of focus, but uh, Kevin was telling kids it's okay to be curious, I guess. Oh, he must be one, he must be one of those uh, LGT uh, P <laughs> uh, Gruber teachers. Right. I mean, obviously, yeah. Um. So... Cheryl says, I'm concerned about you, and I would like to to invite you to um, yet another cult. Um, just truly incredible. Um, Kevin's about to join, I think, his third cult of the uh, of the show. <laughs> this poor boy. Yeah, Leek, okay. I, I, I've said this before. It won't take mm-hmm. much for me to join a cult, but, like, right. Kevin, it's a little too easy. I mean, I guess if you're susceptible to one cult, you're succe- uh, susceptible to, you know, many cults if you don't get your shit figured out. But yeah, Kevin went from the farm to uh, that whole tickling business, and now he's about to join Cheryl's church. Um, my man just keeps <laughs> just keeps joining groups to find a sense of belonging. Also, did the, did the cult marriage not count for, for Fangs? No, because that was in a cult. That's not a legally binding contract. It should still count for him in some way. No, because they were both also... Oh, on old. Jingle Jangle. They're on Jingle... No. Yeah, like, it was no, not... No, Frizzle Rocks. It was not Frizzle a, Rocks. Uh, yeah, like, they were drugged up, they were in a cult, their brains were being messed with. That doesn't count. Uh, I wouldn't count it. I feel like it counts, but, you know, just because I, I like to disagree. keep, uh, I like to keep promises. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, Betty's lamenting how she can't go out on the lonely highway anymore, how are they gonna catch... The truck stop killer. And Tabitha has the brilliant idea, what if we bring the lonely highway to us? Which A, is a nonsense uh, sentence. B, they're about to like renovate the white worm to make it appealing to truckers. It's already a trucker bar. We established that in the very first episode of this season. Yeah, there, it, there's no longer a motorcycle. Uh, motorcycle right, they're all here. truckers. It's a trucker bar already. 
What do you mean make it appealing to truckers? It's already appealing to truckers. Also, because uh, because they can now be a little bit more explicit, they have to do a counter ugly oh, yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Uh, which is basically just like let's get all the hot girls in this. Uh, right. To do some. It is, the, it is the same idea they make the women of Riverdale have every time the women of Riverdale need so- to get something done. It's just now they're adults, so it's less weird. Like okay. Okay, is this is this the show being like, hey, we need to sex it up, or is it just the actresses who all know how to sing and dance wanting to have a little bit of fun? I think it's a little A, it's a little B. Uh, they got a high number of singers on the show, so they're like, we're doing musical numbers. Uh, this is a Berlanti show, after all. And then B, well, if we're going to do a number with all the girls, let's make it sexy. Oh. Uh, they do two musical numbers. In this one. They sure do. Yeah. But they've had out that time. Um, so Archie takes uh Eric to the VA to try to get him therapy for his very bad PTSD. And they just come back and Archie's like, I can't believe it. We sat oh, there how, for six hours. How long did we get in for the uh, Oh okay. uh looks like we are right around eight minutes. Okay. Okay. We talked yeah. for a very long time. We sure did. This is gonna be a long episode. But it's yeah. a good episode. We there's a lot it to is, break down. It is. But uh Frank uh picked up a dog from the shelter um to help Eric with his PTSD. Uh what we learn about this dog later uh sure makes this a weird thing. Yeah, also this Correct. Wait, sorry. Wait. Sp- I I guess spoilers. This is this is a dog fighting dog. And correct me if I'm wrong, don't they usually have to just euthanize those because they can't be socialized it depends on it depends on a couple of things a lot of times Mm -hmm. they do actually um Mm -hmm. but sometimes they can be saved it really depends if they're going to be saved they have to have a very patient person trying to socialize them and i think it also depends on how old the dog is as well Mm, yeah that would definitely make a difference um, anyway, uh, Kevin goes to their weird cult church, doesn't like it, leaves. That was that whole scene. Meanwhile, here's here's the real shit. Uh, Veronica on her old-timey rotary phone is trying to close these deals uh, on these leads and is having a bit of trouble. Um, Reggie's like, put me in, coach. Uh, you don't need to know anything about stocks for this. You just got to be a salesman. And I'm a salesman. Oh, sorry. She said she-wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Uh, she said back in New York when I was the she-wolf, so go Okay. It. Okay, by the way, I'm not good at singing fast, and there is two parts where this is singing fast. Enough excuses, let it rip! Okay. S-O-S, she's in disguise. S-O-S, she's in disguise. There's a she-wolf of Wall Street. Coming out, coming out, coming out. A domesticated girl. Also, she has an accent, so. Okay. Uh, a domestic girl that's all you ask of me darling it is no joke it is lycanthropy the floor is awake now with the ticker wide open my head's fudge craving so feed the hungry uh, this is a fast part i've been devoting okay. myself to making deals monday to monday friday to friday not get enough dividends <laughs> or decent intensive keep me at it I'm starting to feel a little abused. It's li- like a coffee machine in an office. Uh, 
<laughs> so I've got to go somewhere cozy to get me a trade and to, to tell you about it. Sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't do fast. Uh, there's a she-wolf on Wall Street. Open Ooh. up to set her free. Ah, there's a she-wolf on Wall Street. Let it out so she could short futures. <laughs> uh, wait, there, no, it gets better. It, it, I, I've realized I didn't put enough stuff. So there's uh but there's there's a little bit more. There's okay. a pre-chorus and left. Okay, but uh, sitting across an exchange. Wait, sorry. Sitting across an exchange. Oh, I'm getting the thing wrong. Sitting across an exchange, staring right at her lead. It's not going where so far she's gonna... It's going well so far she's gonna get her way. Diurnal creatures are not so prudent. The Dow's my teacher, and I'm her trainer. <laughs> sorry. All right. Okay, sorry. I, I feel like I'm clever, and I can't sing. Okay. Uh, to locate the... S- locate the single leads i got me a special radar i got the sec hotline in case i get in trouble later i'm not looking for cute little markets or rich city guys i just want to trade uh by having good market good market capitalization <laughs> sorry and having uh high volume in uh blue chip stocks and then it's uh then the chorus again. Right. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Uh, by the way, blue chip uh, stocks uh, are just like, you know, like your Googles and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of what a blue chip is. But I kind of got that. If I, like, maybe what I need to do is I just need to re-edit the song where I just put the words in. Mm-hmm. But whatever. You know, Florence and the Machine's been doing uh, this new thing where they're releasing uh, poetry versions of their songs. So it's like the instrumental behind it, and then she's just reciting the lyrics like it's a poem. So you know, yeah. But you know, uh, she, but she is a she wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Aru. Um, but uh, even so, she can't seem to close these deals, and so Reggie's gonna convince her to uh, give him a trial wait, run. Wait, what if this is about sexism? <laughs> they won't close the deals because she's a woman. That'd be pretty funny. Um, and maybe too clever for this show. Um, and so his trial is he has to, it's two o'clock, he needs to close a deal before the stock closes, which is at four. So he's got two hours. Why are they, okay, so they do a whole thing where be like, okay, all we need is leads and a phone. And she holds up a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Why is she using an old ass phone for this? Because this is Riverdale, and they want to pretend it's also the 50s. And she has a laptop right next to her? Yeah. Like, wouldn't she just be using, like, a VoIP thing on her laptop with her... Realistically, yeah. with, a head- with a headset, yeah. But they also want to have their fun 50s props. Oh, oh! so we cut back to the White Worm, and they have mm-hmm. a whole thing called the Wild Foxes. Yep, uh, sure do. Yeah. Uh, yep, they're, they're going to be singing and dan- they They... They specify they will be singing and dancing clothed, and that this is not a strip club. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Archie is, st- is still learning how uh, the American government doesn't care about vets <clears throat> and doesn't provide any resources for them uh, after they've served in their imperial wars, and he's not having a great time about it. Uh, and this is where uh, Archie tells his uncle Frank... Uh, <sighs> You know, actually, this, this 
I guess he maybe he's looking at Eric and not the dog here when he says I'm thinking about Bingo. But he says he's thinking about uh, Bingo, and then he lies and says that Bingo uh, was the troop's dog that he let die in the trenches. Which, which that's real fucking, it, like, real, real, uh, like, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. In a way, because I'm not saying dogs aren't important, but when you're talking about war... Maybe yeah. say to your vet friend who's seen his uh, uncle right. who see people die, say yeah. bingo was yeah. a nickname of someone who died and he doesn't like having to take care of people because he failed at it once. Yeah. Um I actually like absolutely did not question it because it was a white guy really concerned about dogs and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, like she would risk his life. For like a dog. you could solve all of racism if you could convince like convince them that brown people are dogs somehow, like so easily. Maybe maybe um, maybe, maybe the Flint thing would uh, work better. Uh, maybe they would fix Flint if they just told a bunch of white women hmm. that uh, that doggos aren't able to drink clean water. Uh, no, because white women don't actually have any political power. We saw that during the pussy hat walk. Um, anyway, Reggie closes the deal. It's fine. Uh, Cheryl's gonna... Oh, Cheryl convinces Kevin that what he needs to do is have closure with Fangs. Um, <laughs> it's gonna lead up to a pretty incredible scene here in a little bit. Yeah. I- I'll need to get your opinion on this special Starting guest this on... episode. Yeah. Um... This actually this seems extremely unrealistic because Cheryl has come back um to school the next day in the same outfit and she would never not our queen. Anyway, uh Kevin goes that night to speak to Fangs. Uh Fangs rookie mistake talks to him with the door open instead of stepping outside and closing the door behind him. Um which allows Kevin to barge in so that he can talk about his feelings. Uh, which is at which point he sees that there's been a candlelit dinner set out um, because Moose is over. And uh, Okay. Opinions mm-hmm. on his new look. Now, okay, first off, he does look better with a beard, a little scruffy. I yeah. will say that. Um, the hair? I would say the hair the hair or the beard both is a little too much sauce for me. Yeah, like, like he, he's kind of, he has kind of like a fangs thing, but like a, a, like a fuller beard. Basically, yeah. um, I feel like they need to like have his hair a little bit shorter, maybe like it's, a little bit. It's give it's giving me big '90s grunge rocker. Yeah, which like again, like I think he's more attractive this way, but like I feel like they mm-hmm. need to like do like muss up his hair when it's a little bit shorter, and I think yeah. it would work. It's it is just a little too much sauce for me. Yeah, like a little too much sauce, but at the same time, I would still eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, and so Kevin's like, I'm gonna leave, because my two exes are fucking each other, and that's weird. And I'm weird about it. Dude, you fuck random people all the yeah, time. Yeah, also, yeah. Like, my understanding is that this actually is not that weird in gay circles. No, like, no, it, so- it sounds like all of you were friends, and you're yeah. all single now, and maybe you're just casually fucking now. Why didn't he my join understand- in? My understanding he is that, like... He could have been fucking gay dude. both of yeah. his ex-boyfriends. <laughs> My understanding is that gay dating circles, as they are, are usually small enough that it's, like, you you run into people, and th- these things happen, and it's not that weird. Also, it's just weird that, like, he's freaked out about it, because, like, of course yeah. this would happen at some point. Right. 
Like, oh, wow, the the one other gay guy in Riverdale. Yeah, how could this have happened? I never saw this coming. Also, is 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 uh, Moose supposed to be bi or, like, just full-on gay? Uh, we've we've kind of had this discussion before. Uh, they they never really clarify. Like we know uh, he likes dudes. He was like, because he was with Midge, and there it was kind of seemed like maybe Midge was just his uh beard. But then also he says he like genuinely liked Midge, but we don't know if that was like platonically or not. So it could go either way. He could be bi. He could be gay. Hmm. He could be somewhere in between. Yeah. I'm still waiting for when, like, Jughead has to be by in this, right? I mean, yeah. probably. I'd Pro- imagine so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is, we're we're back in another Archie flashback. Um, he's just taped up uh, Eric's uh, leg stomp, and we hear, like, a dog whining uh, outside, and Archie's like, I gotta, I gotta go save Bingo! And it's like, no, you'll die! And I was like, yeah, this checks out. Archie would risk his life for a dog. I was wrong. Um, it was a man. But <laughs> uh, Eric wakes him up because he's freaking out because he can't find the dog. And it turns out the dog uh, found a closet to hide in and everything's fine. Uh, then we got just a full montage, I think, of uh, Reggie and Veronica closing deals. Uh, I feel like one of the writers maybe watched Wolf of Wall Street over the weekend and came in and said, hey, guys, I got a great idea for this episode. I'm surprised they didn't do the Matthew McConaughey scene, you know, where he uh, beats on his chest. I forget what he said, though. We got time. Yeah. This whole stock exchange thing, I think, is going to be here for a while. Yeah, like, I I think I'm like 0 for 4 on the, the, uh, I mean, a 2 for 4 on, uh, storylines i care about right now and i really mm-hmm. hope they mm-hmm. diverge into all of them that i care about because yeah. well this uh this veronica storyline's about to pop off because they're about to go ahead and poach hiram's investors which is just antagonizing hiram yeah that's gonna um and you you'd really think at this point veronica would have like figured it out because like there are stakes now she's got things that she needs to protect uh, mainly her business because she's in a ton of debt thanks to her shitty husband. Um, I don't think antagonizing Hiram's the right move if you want to make that money back and not have it all burned down around you. He tends to do that to your ventures. Where's your rum company? Oh, that's right, he destroyed it. <laughs> well, now he's more of a cartoon villain, so maybe he'll keep it around just so he could be like, "Oh, Veronica," or shake his hair hand in the air. Um. I- I'm doubtful, but uh, Reggie explains that Sodale is a huge con that Hiram never planned to build it because he's busy on an insane quest to mine palladium. You could do both. That's yeah. You could do both. I'm also fucking obsessed with Veronica just glossing over the part where her dad's on an insane quest to vindicate his dead dad. Somehow by mining palladium out of Riverdale. What does she and know that? Straight to does she? He just explained it to oh, her. No. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot that that was a thing. Uh, um, yeah, she just glosses over that and focuses on potential investors. Um, meanwhile, Archie comes home from a run to see that Eric's been bit, and he was bit by the dog they're trying to foster. And that's when Frank explains that it's not just a foster dog. Frank specifically found a dog that used to be in a dog fighting ring. Um, 
I don't think you should just give someone that dog and not tell them that, Frank. So, like, again, like they say later in the thing, like, hey, we need people who have a lot of patience with right. dogs that might need a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, Mm-hmm. Which, by the Sorry. way, this is uh, the this is the storyline where Archie gets to beat up a dog. Oh right yeah, in. Archie's "I'm I'm gonna kill a man" is in full swing. This episode's great. Uh, all right, so hang on, I I do want to capture this exchange because all right, so Frank explains that it's not an ordinary rescue. Uh, that based on his injuries, very likely part of a dog fighting ring. Uh, Archie's like, "Are you kidding? Uh, that kind of thing's happening in Riverdale." Frank's explaining, you know, people moving away, leaving their pets behind, it's ripe for, you know, shelter trying the best they can, but, uh, you know, uh, dogs sometimes just end up in the wrong hands. And Archie says, yeah, scumbags who pit dogs against each other and then bet on which ones will win and which ones will die. I guess, thanks, Archie, in case none, uh, one of us didn't know what a dog fighting ring was, you'll just define it for us real quick and also to your uncle. I don't. Like, I'm fairly sure it's, like, pretty straightforward. Dog? Yeah. Fighting? Fight. Yeah, you you really can sort of just parse it out. Like, the um, rape- Especially talking to- Especially in, this, in the fiction of this scene where he's talking to someone who is well acquainted with what a dog fighting ring is, to then just define it out of nowhere is like, very funny to me. Like, I feel like the ring part might be, like, a little confusing if you don't know, like, about fighting stuff, but then you'd be like, it's a place where things fight. And then- It's- it's for- this would be like, man. This would be like if Archie went up to his uncle, was like Uncle Frank, thinking about uh, becoming a boxer, and Uncle Frank was like, was like, oh my God, guard Archie, are you sure you want to be uh, become a professional fighter where you only use your fists in a stylized form of martial combat against someone else while wearing gloves in a ring? Like it's it's insane. Yeah, it's nonsense. Uh, so this scene confused me a little bit. Uh, they're beginning to poach Hiram's investors and, uh, Veronica straight up tells one of his investors that she has it on good authority that Sodell is a scam, uh, and to get his money out. By the way, my name is Veronica Lodge. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I think she does purposely obfuscate that she's Hiram's daughter, because I think he only refers to them by their, uh firm name, the uh, Prophets and Pearl, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but he calls Hiram then, uh, and says, Hiram, I heard that you're running a fucking scam on me, and that Sodale isn't real. Uh, and Hiram's like, whoa, hey buddy, that's not true at all. In fact, I'll get you an even better deal on Sodale if you put in more money now, limited time offer. Which, like, that's... If someone comes up to you and is like, I don't think the thing you're doing is happening like how is how would that not make you more suspicious how is that appealing to you to be like you should actually double down i'll give you a better deal on the thing that's not happening he doesn't even deny that it's not happening he's just like no put more money in <laughs> i understand why this man went veronica is what i'm trying to say yeah pearls and posh is the name yeah i think hiram throws his whole phone set here uh in anger so i do not think that uh he will be letting veronica's little thing continue <laughs> Also, what is the deal with people sitting in two chairs next to each other, not facing each other, drinking alcohol? Is that a thing people do? Uh, I think it's supposed to be, like, a stylized thing, uh, but it makes no sense. 
Like Because he did this a ton with Hiram too. I'm like, this is weird. Face each other. Okay, well, okay. Here here's what might be going on. Yeah. They don't want it to be weird because both uh, they don't want it to be weird like their feet might be touching in the shot. Because that's I, a small table. But the thing is the chairs that they have don't really look like they're good like lounging chairs. Mm-hmm. Like they're definitely chairs you look at each other in. Um Here's a scene where Kevin gets more drawn into Cheryl's cold. It's not important. This Kevin's plot here is not very... I mean, Kevin's not very interesting. Sorry, buddy. So all his plots are also kind of boring. <laughs> Bring back the Tickle plotline. That was such a waste to spend it on season four. Bring it back. Yeah, now you could now you could be like hot dilfs tickle each yeah, other after. And, and now we have time to really explore that. Like that guy probably doesn't make any money anymore. They could just start their own. They're no longer in right. high school. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, the OnlyFans! They could do an OnlyFans for tickling. And <laughs> there you go. Fund the school. All right. Uh, this are this is also this whole scheme they've got going on is also a little confusing because it sounds like there's going to be like a nightly or at least a weekly recurrence. Um, but they've also roped in a bunch of people who have like lives to help with this one night. And I don't know that they're always going to be available for that. Like, they got Cheryl in there dancing and singing. Uh, they got Alice in there. Uh, Kevin's helping. Uh, Veronica's helping. All these people have, you know, jobs and lives. So this is a favor. And I don't know that they could do this every night. Like, okay. Like, uh, Veronica probably could. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I don't think Tabitha could. Uh, I mean, Tabitha kind of has to, because she's part of this whole scheme. She came up with it. Well, if it was, like, a nightly thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Tabitha definitely couldn't, because she has to also man the bar. Unless, I mean, man the... Uh, just make pops come out of retirement. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, th- this is um, a weird plan. Yeah. Also, so the plan is that they're going to host something that attracts truckers. The truckers are going to come in, and they're going to, quote-unquote, quote, quote check their ID. And when they do that, they're going to write down, you know all their information, uh, and then cameras are going to catch their face, and they're going to build a database of truckers. Uh, also, while the girls are singing inside, Kevin and Fangs will be breaking into their trucks looking for suspicious stuff, and that's how they're going to build a database to find this uh, truck stop killer. Um, meanwhile, Fangs uh, does Archie a favor and finds out uh, where a dogfighting ring is, um, and then Archie's like, I'm going to go commit murder now. And they're like, that's cool, Archie. Fucking incredible exchange. Archie's like, I don't want him arrested. I want him hurt. And then uh, Eric's like, our priority is saving the dog, Sarge. You could hurt. You could hurt the dude and also save the dog. Yeah. Oh, it, it also just feels like very like fucking Mass Effect or something. I don't know. I it was. I was tickled he chose, by that. He chose the exchange. renegade option. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought for a moment this song, mm-hmm. which is like. Uh man, I forgot how the song goes, but it, you know it's about having like a like a good time on the weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, after a hard day, after you know hard day weeks work, and I thought mm-hmm. that's what they're gonna play during the 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 raid on the dog. Right, <laughs> I'm just like I don't know if this fits. Yeah, no, this isn't quite oh, it. It's it's uh uh nothing but a good time. How could I resist? Yeah. It's that one month. No, they actually just do an extended sequence of this um, and don't cut anywhere. Yeah, like they do like the whole song. And I thought like, when are they going to cut to the dog? 
dog area. But it'd be, again, really weird if it was just, like, Archie punching a dude being like, It's so, nothing but a good would, time. I'm saying Would this appeal to you dogs. as a trucker, Art? If, if, you, if you were a trucker, would this appeal to you? I don't know, but also I think it's... Is trucker, like, the third gender? Yes. Okay, <laughs> so I think biologically, yes. Because that's how that works, right? Hmm. I, I think they mentioned something about free booze, maybe. Um, in which case, the singing and dancing is highly unnecessary. But, I guess... It just feels like kind of like a shitty musical Hooters, and I'm like, I could do better. You know, like, if I want to be titillated, I, I can go to a real strip club. I don't get this. Oh, I guess you can drink here is the thing. You can't drink at a strip club. Wait. Did Cheryl have to do the strip club thing as a teenager? Do it sad to a sad song like uh Um Uh in theory, yes, she was a serpent queen. Yeah. That's a weird thing they never brought up again. Sure is. <laughs> uh meanwhile, uh Fangs and Kevin, or not Fangs, or Fangs isn't here, it's Reggie and Kevin, uh, found a truck with some blood in it, uh, and so Betty pretends to be FBI and makes this guy open it up and explain it. If I were that guy, I would have been like, where's your fucking warrant? And then her whole plan would have fallen apart, but that's just me. Uh, but he says he was delivering me, and that's fucking cow's blood, you fucking ingrate. Meanwhile, uh, Fangs, Eric, and Archie break into the dark dog the dog fighter home and while uh eric and fangs are freeing the dogs archie comes in and um it's it's beat him time he's gonna beat beat this man silly i do like that line you and me were about to have a real dog fight <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna take off they're gonna take off their shoes they're gonna really show them dogs yeah <laughs> um but uh Archie literally puts on some brass knuckles and starts wailing on this guy. <laughs> you like that, sicko? You like getting beaten? What? What? There's if, a weird. There's a weird undertone to this. What if it's just like, yes, yeah, harder, daddy? I'd be like, yeah. oh, this is weird. Yeah, uh, Ar Archie and Penelope need to go have a chat because I think she could really use his talents. And then, um, thankfully, so we don't have to figure out the logistics of how to do this dumb stunt every night. Um, one last trucker pulls up late to the party as Betty is leaving for the night. Uh, and so, uh, she notices a little bit of blood on the door handle of the truck. So she pretends like she wants to have sex for money and gets in his truck. She, she does at least text someone about it, you know, like, yes, I does. might get killed here. So, you know, just so you know where I'm at. Yeah. It's uh, nuts to me that she doesn't have, like, a switchblade or something on her. Like, I get that the FBI confiscated her gun, but, like, it's not hard to get a, a knife. It's not hard to get <laughs> a gun. True. I mean, yeah. As assuming that Betty still wants to uh, play at lawful good and doesn't want to just fully get a, a legal gun, she could certainly get a legal switchblade. Uh, but she lets Tabitha know what she's doing. Uh, and to follow her, basically. I am a little disappointed that it turns out, uh, this dude really was here to murder women, because I think it would have been extremely funny if that was, like, jam on his door handle, and he really was here to visit his dying grandma, and Betty just beat the fuck out of him. 
But uh, he pulls over at the side of the road saying he needs to use the bathroom. Uh, which is, you know, nonsense because he could have gone at the hotel. But he gets out and then he uh, pulls out a knife and walks around to go, uh, you know, stab Betty. Because I guess this is what he does. Uh, but Betty's ready for him and kicks him in the face. Um, and then doesn't do the double tap. So, of course, uh, as she's calling Tabitha to let her know that she's got him, he gets up and runs away. Only to come back uh, with a chainsaw. Why does he have a chainsaw? Don't worry about it. Why Why was he going with a stealthy option and then went with a really loud and an efficient method? Right. That would cover him with yeah, DNA it's, evidence? It's, it's a little confusing. It's a little weird. And he's like cutting up his truck cab now. Also, sorry, how do you get on the roof? Oh! Sorry, how, how did he get on the roof? Okay, so you know how people like rocket jump? Well, he figured out a way to use the chainsaw to like rapidly shoot up up in the air. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he hit that pixel perfect jump and uh, turned off his collision and just slid to the top of the truck. I see. Yeah, yeah. He hit a corner. Dealing right with a way. speed running. Yeah. We're dealing with a speed runner here, folks. Even more dangerous. Uh, but yeah, then he tries to saw her from the top of the truck. Uh, and she gets out, and, you know, they. she throws a fucking wrench into his face. Does that do it? Yeah, that does it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, truly great. So we No complaints. So we know he can't play dodgeball because he can't dodge a wrench. <laughs> God, yeah, she literally found a wrench in the glove compartment and just threw it at him from, like, ten feet away. Wait. And it just knocks him out. Is it's dodgeball incredible. available on streaming? Because I remember loving that movie. Probably, Yeah. It sounds like one of the ones that would be somewhere. Um, but yeah, they caught the truck stop killer, probably. And um, probably next episode, Betty's going to go Guantanamo on him. Good news. It's on uh, Hulu. Perfect. Uh, and this is where we get that uh, big reveal where Frank's like, uh, talking to her, is like, I'm not surprised he freaked out considering what happened to Bingo. Uh, and then, you know, I was like, oh, Bingo wasn't a dog, he was my platoon mate. My, uh, Archie compared my platoon mate to a dog. Yeah. If I weren't so indoctrinated into the hierarchy of the army, oh boy, would I have some strong words for Archie right now. Be like, that was a little weird and kind of fucked up. I feel like it's this okay, dude then would be able la to later. It. Later, uh, Eric decides to name his dog Bingo, and then he tells Archie, "That's not weird, right? We're not being disrespectful." <laughs> Archie's like, "No way! It's what he would have wanted to be named to to have a dog named after him." Of course, Archie, you definitely wanted this somehow, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, um, his mom, Bingo's mom, you know, in like Nebraska, is like, "Am I a joke to you?" <laughs> Oh, that reminds me of that one Am I an Asshole uh, thing. Be like, am I an asshole for stealing my sister's name and naming my dog that? Awesome. Uh, Frank tells Archie it wasn't his fault his squad mate died. Also, sorry, didn't Archie's like entire squad get wiped out? That was my impression from the previous episodes. It was just him and Eric from his whole platoon that survived. To beef, this could be a separate incident. That would be kind of crazy, but I guess. Also, like, for whatever reason. <laughs> no, it can't be. Sorry. 
Because this is where Eric lost his leg, and that's the thing that got Eric uh, discharged and Archie sent to Riverdale. Well, so that had to be the mission that went wrong. Okay, so okay, well, the reason why he's not talking about anyone else is because uh, Bingo was the only person he liked besides Eric. Nailed it. Yep. Nailed it. Got it in one. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, Archie's having doubts about saving the town because the town's failed him or whatever. He's being very Batman about it. Or season one, uh, Oliver Queen from Arrow. Yeah, same same difference. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kevin got a Teacher of the Year award, and he's having a crisis because... This wasn't his dream, and this isn't what his life was supposed to be like. It was supposed to be in New York and be on Broadway. Which, buddy, if you live, like, two hours from the city, you can just commute. And then, like, your dreams are all very, fairly achievable. Because the hardest part of following your dreams in New York is paying rent. Yeah, like, a lot of the super rich people just commute from the suburbs. Yeah. Or from New Jersey. Like, like to be clear, I... That's not enough to get you on Broadway, but uh, you can certainly find writing, acting, directing work in New York. Yeah, like... Um, and do theater work in New York. New York is probably, like, the second biggest place for people to yeah. do, like... Yeah, it is... If if you have a place you can pay affordable rent on and then commute in, you're set, buddy. So I don't know why you don't just do that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. So... We've cut to uh, the El Royale where they're hosting a, like, dog adoption day. Uh, so Frank can prove to Archie that Riverdale's not all rotten. And these are all supposed to be um, the dogs from the dog fighting ring. I'm currently looking at a Yorkie Terrier and a Corgi. <laughs> Dude, Corgis? They could get your ankles. Not, not, not the traditional type of dog uh, one usually dog fights, but I guess. Okay. So, uh, fun fact about terriers, mm-hmm. I don't, not that terrier, but, right. um, they, they lock their legs, basically, whatever they're mm. hunting or fighting something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of dog fighting people will have a, like a bull terrier teach mm-hmm. pit bulls out, uh, oh, fighting okay, pit bulls how to lock their legs, yeah, yeah, yeah. the front legs, basically. Mm. Um, Yeah. Which is shitty, honestly. I mean, I don't right. want to... Uh, it's That's shitty. Whatever. But uh, none of the dogs that they have here would be used for dog fighting. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's just something I caught this time around. <laughs> like, okay. Not not dog fighting as in, like, you know, dog fighting. But, like, maybe dog wrestling. A corgi, <laughs> corgi and a corgi fight would be funny. You know, just th- them funny. wrestling around. Um, I love the, uh, Cheryl and Penelope have technically started a new religion around their dead son slash brother, but it's just, um, diet Christianity and they do just read from the Bible and quote Bible verses. Well, that's, that's kind of what Mormonism is. Yeah, sure is, huh? Um, just kind of a lazy, uh, lazy work on the writer's part, but it's fine. Also, I think Cheryl might be wearing her graduation stole as part of her religious garb, which I think is fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, seeing Kevin have that crisis, uh, Cheryl offers him a solution, which is, uh, don't move to New York and pursue your dreams. Become the creative director of my cult. 
And Kevin says, that sounds great. Now, instead of boring hymnals, we will sing musical numbers from Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, uh Kevin has, like, major youth pastor vibes here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's also incredible because Cheryl and, uh, Kevin sing this duet, and Penelope, who is not hip to the youth, uh, just sits in the back and drinks from the drugs chalice the whole time and kind of rolls her eyes. I'm just gonna drink this, uh, fr- Jingle jangle. It, it is a straight up goblet she is holding, and she's just taking hits from it. I'm doing this because my daughter's gay friend needs to have a job, apparently. Literally. Uh, let's fast forward this because who the fuck cares? Uh, then Kevin and uh, the Fangs, there's little interstitials in between this musical number. Kevin and Fangs uh, make up. Uh, I, I have a sense maybe Kevin is lying about being okay with all of this and that he is spiraling and that's why you joined a cult. But for now, uh, him and Fangs have made up. Uh, there's like one more scene in here, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just more Reggie closing a deal. I don't think. Like, is Reggie's only thing uh, being like, yo, you're a family man. I'm going to guilt you. Yeah. <laughs> what What happens? Why is he on it like a like an early ninety cell phone? Again, because the show likes to have fun with its. Yeah, that's that one's pretty egregious, actually. They have smartphones. Well, it's because you know you, you when you think about like stock, when you're thinking about like Moneyball and you, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, that all take place in kind of like the eighties, early nineties, when this was the kind of cell phone you could get. Um, and so they're, they're hearkening to that. It doesn't make any sense. You're correct. That's actually insane that he would be using that. Like, most. They have smartphones. We have seen them. Most day traders would be using a VoIP thing on a, on a laptop because that way they could just click on the, uh, things they need to call. Well, and every single one of them uses a headset so they can have their hands free. Yeah. Um,. But like, yeah, that scene was literally nothing. It was just, yeah, they're still they're still getting clients. Uh, and then, then we have we end on a scene of Archie learning Bingo was his name out. He's fucking dead or whatever. Oh, and then Archie decides he also needs therapy. Which correct, man. The uh, the timeline of uh, Archie's PTSD is actually fairly fairly aggressive because uh, if if the mission where he lost all his men and like got deeply traumatized by war was also the same one that discharged uh, Eric and sent Archie to Riverdale. It happened like a month ago. Uh, and that's the episode. Yeah. Archie Archie needs therapy, in conclusion. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't... I have a feeling, like, the next episode's gonna be a Jughead episode. I hope so. Let's check in with him. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe we get to see Jessica again. Right, who's uh, who's winning the Dilfies uh, uh, this episode? There wasn't a lot to work with. I don't there think. wasn't a lot to work with, honestly. Like, I kind of want to go with Fangs, but like, we could give it to Moose, but like, I'll get a little too much sauce. I was, uh, I was gonna say Frank because he looks fine and he did some dad stuff this episode. I guess. Yeah, I guess Frank. Like he he's like he's not my normal type, but like yeah. you know, if he was a little bit more sad, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so best in show. Uh Reggie. I could, yeah, I'll give it to Reggie. I liked Reggie in this. Yeah, I liked Reggie a lot. Uh, I was gonna, yeah, it's weird. Like I liked a lot of parts of this episode. No one was really a standout for me, uh, but I guess that's good. That means everyone was firing. Yeah. Uh, then who's worst in show? Betty for 
Yeah. No, done and done. The answer is probably going to be Betty until she gets a better storyline because <laughs> she's clearly the worst one. Like at least yeah, Veronica I, is like doing something. Yeah. It's it's going to be Betty until she unleashes Dark Betty, and then she's going to be yeah. Until it turns out she's a trash bag killer. Yep. Uh, I'm going to just keep on saying Betty or or right. drug we've been, We have been running long long art. So briefly, do you have anything to recommend? Uh, bro, I mean, I'm going to be playing a game soon that I got on sale called Sucker for Love, which is your your it's a dating sim where you're dating Eldritch Horrors. It's mm. fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as for myself, I've been. I will also recommend a game this week. I guess I've been playing a game called Dark Deity. Uh, it is a Fire Emblem like, and I believe uh, one of the developers behind it uh, used to work on the older Fire Emblem games, so it's got a bit of a pedigree there. Um, I've been having fun so far, uh, but I love Fire Emblem. So is it on? Uh, it's on Steam and maybe Switch also. Steam and Switch. Oh, look at yeah. it. Dark Deity. Does it have any weird spelling? Uh, nope. Straight up and down. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I believe I believe it is your turn to sign it us off. It is. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hey, do do you want to do do you want your son to think that you're a little piece of shit for not having a lot of money? Yes. Okay, then I guess I can't sell this stock to you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that. Thank you. All right, okay, goodbye. Monday and Friday to Friday. Not getting enough retribution or decent incentives to keep me at it. I'm starting to feel just a little abuse like a coffee machine in an office. So I'm going to go somewhere closer to get me a lover and tell you about it. Sea Wolf Wall Street. Wall Street. Why me the She Wolf of Wall Street?